0: Hello and welcome to another exciting, fun episode of Lion City Rock. Uh, the only podcast that has the words Lion City and Rock all together in a straight line. <laughs> as um, far as we know, yes. As far <laughs> as we know, we, we never actually bothered to check. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, my name is Chris and with me as always is my favourite uh, podcast co-host, actually my, my only podcast co-host, <laughs> uh, Kevin Matthews. Say hello, Kevin. Aloha. Uh today we're gonna talk to uh, Singapore's uh, biggest musical institutions. Right. I think I think any 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 band that lasts for more than ten years can be called an institution really. More yeah. than
1: five years really like, Singapore. More
0: than five years can really yeah. Yeah, okay, <laughs> la. so, so, so this band is definitely one of the biggest institutions in Singapore. Oh yeah. Three times uh, off, yeah. six times over. Six <laughs> times over, yeah, six times over. You know, they, they've been doing stuff. For the past few decades, Uh, we will talk more about it later. But they've also been making waves not just here uh, in Singapore, but also overseas, where they've also uh, garnered a name for themselves. In fact, these guys recently did a uh, a gig at um, was it Bay Beats? I would would like to say Bay Beats. So okay, they're all nodding. So I must have got that right. And uh, yeah, and, and also, I mean, I think they, they just did a, a show overseas as well. So without much further ado, let's just get the band on. This is Rudra. Hey, Ooh, hi guys. <laughs> how are you? Hi,
2: hi.
3: Hi hey guys. Hello.
0: <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> hello, hello guys. Yeah, I heard, I understand that you guys are actually uh, getting together to put some new music
3: out. Is that is that correct? Yep, yep. Certainly, we are. We are. In fact, uh, we're gonna make some announcements today as well, and next month. Actually, it's now nineteenth. So, twenty second of December, we'll be dropping our album number (laughs) ten.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. Okay. Thanks, (laughs) Katia. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe we can we can we can talk a little bit actually um, just to catch people, Um, just get into the most recent bits of news. I mean, you guys. Did babies recently, right? Like, uh, what were, what was that like? I know you guys did babies like what 10, 10 years ago. The first, the first baby you did was like I don't
3: know, like ten more than ten years ago or something, right? 2009 was it, know? Yeah, I think it was 2009. That was
4: the first baby we played. Uh, okay. I think we played three, three in total actually. Or was it four? Uh, wow, okay. Yeah, but we played a few, yeah. What
0: was it like, I mean, doing this this one? This is the first Bay Beats, I think. Was this the first Bay Beats after the whole
4: Everybody Can Get Together? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, I think the whole experience was, was great, you know, because uh, I think, about the last two years or at least three years since our last show in Hong Kong. Wow. And, you know, the whole COVID was like a big break, you know. So uh, we did a show last year at Esplanade as well. Mm. But that was a bit different because, you know, that was really... You know, with all the classical, Indian classical musicians and all. And it was a seated crowd. Right. So something that something they're not used to. So <laughs> this babies was definitely a, like a reliever. Because, you know, finally we could see crowd, you know, moshing and running around, jumping and all this thing. Yeah. So definitely was uh, refreshing. And uh, it was nice actually to see, the, 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 like the old scene back again. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, last
0: year's show, actually, um, that was for, as part of the, the, the Esplanade Festival, right?
3: Which venue uh, was it
1: at? Which venue
3: was it? Uh, oh, actually, I can't remember. It, it was a concert hall. No, no, it wasn't the concert hall. I think it was the um, the Esplanade Theatre. I think, yeah.
0: Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, and that one. I mean, you guys are playing uh, with, with uh, Indian classical musicians as well, so maybe you could talk a bit about that as well. Like, what was that like? like I mean, like, was it easy um, getting together and then like making all these arrangements? Uh, David, David will
3: will share more about that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay.
5: Uh, okay. It was a very interesting experience. Uh, uh, Took us quite a bit of time as well, um, you know. Probably about uh, uh, two, two or three months' work, you, know, you wow. know. Get you know things together. We we came up with uh, you know all the uh, the music. You know, we had to share it with the classical musicians, and they had to get their parts done up. And then finally, you know, we practiced as a whole unit before mm. the show. So yeah, it was quite a bit of work, a lot of preparation. Um, you know, very very interesting for us. First time, I would say, first time. You know spending quite a bit of time with uh, uh, you know the, the three musicians who were supporting us uh, so yeah very interesting
0: I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna read uh, something off the write up that was that was had about the gig last year so while most metal hits Myself included are accustomed to standing gigs where we can freely wash our hearts' content. I'm sure none of us at this particular performance minded the fact that we all had to remain seated throughout. All we wanted to do was watch these wedding metal legends put on the most riveting show of their musical career, and that they did. Well, this is uh, because this was, I think, still still in the midst of all that COVID restriction and stuff. You kind of like half the amount of people and all that kind of thing. I mean, did you feel the kind of the response from the crowd as well, or what was the the crowd response like for for this kind of thing? So, um, anyway,
3: by the way, I'm Kadir. And... <laughs> Hi, Kadir. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it was very very. Um, uh, I mean, this was a one night show, one night only show, and uh, we had, I think, a, one of the greatest times ever. Playing to the uh, seated crowd, despite it not being the typical metal show. But what happened was, I think, from a sonic perspective, we had a very great experience actually because we um, playing metal is quite different from playing it, you know, while fusing it with, with classical musicians. And it was really turned out very well. The crowd response was really unbelievable. Uh, we almost, I think, hit full house uh, on that night. And um, and the people who were there comprised of metalheads, and then there were also fans of Indian classical music in there as well. Oh, And right. some of them, yeah. So that was very interesting for us. We were playing to a, you know, an audience that is not a usual audience for us. And then there were people who were very, um, very curious as to what was going to happen. So it was very good for us uh, as musicians we enjoyed the show uh, for another reason is because we had to rearrange our songs to make them make them uh, more palatable for having those you know classical music to be infused that's one as musicians and number 2 was the response from the audience it was really mind blowing Although they were seated, some of them could not contain themselves. They were standing, you know, and someone, the security had to ask them, to, you know, please sit. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> Actually, that's true. <laughs>
0: Maybe we can just uh, also dial down the clock back in time, you know, a lot of times your music has been described as a a, a Vedic metal and maybe you can talk about how you guys got together and why, you you know, why, why in particular you wanted to do this uh, genre of music.
2: Hello, I'm Shiva here. Hey, Shiva. I've already got a message from Kadeh that I will go next, so... (laughs) You know, so this is how we actually operate in the band. La, so, all take turns. La. <laughs> hey, today, today is actually weekend, you know. It's a Saturday morning. You know, we all should be actually, uh, you know, last night should have drunk and then get hangover, you know. Then this morning difficult to wake up. <laughs> but then uh, I'm I'm having a terrible fever. La. I'm not well.
0: Oh, no. I was,
2: yeah, I think, I don't know. Is, is it because after the gig at India, you know, I came back and then I wasn't feeling good. La. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, uh, I'm sorry. I have actually... Uh, Digressed, huh? What was the question again? <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> I was waiting for this moment. I know that John and even we are waiting for it too.
2: <laughs> yeah, you were talking about waiting metal and what? huh? sorry. How do you guys
0: get together? I'm like, what? How do you guys get together? And and, and you know, why? Why do you guys decide to do metal?
2: Okay, um, it all started. Karis, <laughs> should I tell the history? <laughs> it all started in I think, 1991, I think, with Kadir and me. Okay, we were playing football, you know, at Nian Polytechnic. Mm. And then it so happened that, you know, uh, <clears throat> I think probably me and him, we actually wanted to start a band. Okay, I think at that point in time, we really didn't know like, what really to play. Like, you know? So uh, he said, since you have played drums before, you play the drums, you know. He said he will play the bass and he will sing or something like that. Like. And then we got another, another uh, guitarist named Bala. Oh, sorry. At that point in time, he's not even a guitarist. He's just our schoolmate. And then you know, from there we started You know this band. And then uh, why metal? I don't know because I think probably at that time our age, you know, we were teenagers, and I think uh, you know I mean the age group we want to be actually rebellious, you know, rebel. So I think metal is the best medium, I know, to 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 actually use, you know, um, to you know to to actually uh, what do you call that uh? engaged. La. I don't know whether engage mm. or what. And then slowly, I think, um, you know, we thought that we need to do something more meaningful and more more like purposeful because, you know, as um, Indians, as well as, you know, from the country, Singapore, you know, we wanted to come up with something unique, you know, you know, uniquely Singapore, you know, so we want to do something unique, <laughs> yeah. you know, so probably I think uh, that's when, you know, we started to look things, uh, you know, a bit like uh, differently. And I, I know that so many bands out there, those days, they were playing like a grind call, they were playing, you know, uh, death metal, black metal, you know. So we were thinking, hey, why don't we do something that is unique, you know, to us, you know, we are, you know, we, I mean, our roots are actually Asians, we actually like South Asians. So do something that is unique, la. so I think from there, it all started, you know. So, yeah, so I think up to now, 30 years, I think, um, Kadi has been very patient with me, la, you know, he... He can tahan all my nonsense for 30 years. So that's why I'm still in the band. Lah, you know? So I'm, I'm also actually accounting my days. Lah. But anyway, so far so good. Lah.
0: <laughs> no need to no need to update your LinkedIn yet. Lah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, so, so it's quite interesting because I, I remember there was a lot of uh, noise made last time about, about you guys coming on. Because again, like what you, what you just mentioned, uh, Shiva, um, the the because the kind of music that you play was different every day. Like, and and yeah i think a lot of bands at the time when when they did uh, the genre of metal i mean okay i'm 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 not a i'm not a metal fan myself so you know i i'm not well versed in the in the whole uh field of metal maybe you could could explain as well like what what consists of this thing that everybody is calling uh vedic metal
3: so um I think the the whole idea of Vedic metal something that we coined in 97 96 uh, that's when we coined it after we recorded our first album um the, the reason why we came up with that term is to denote a cultural heritage that we have inherited uh through you know through our upbringing through our um, um, cultural affiliations that we have so we decided to bring something unique so we wanted to bring sanskrit text philosophy from ancient indian philosophy as well um and 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 all of that into our music so we thought that the best term to uh, to kind of uh, you know qualify metal or to create a genre was to call it vedic metal so in so in our music there are two distinct elements apart from you know the uh, full on extreme metal is a lot of uh, sanskrit chants can be found in our music um, and Sanskrit words in our lyrics as well. Well, of course, predominantly 90 percent of our lyrics are English and we have 10 percent, you know, depending on what song the Sanskrit chants. And the other element that you see is trying to bring very ancient um, um, Indian philosophical ideas into our music. So, The second dimension that makes it different or would, would probably be very definitive of the Vedic metal genre and this uh, the, interestingly this has caught on you know in other parts of the world the other bands doing this now so it's great that we you know got this started at that time and labeled it uh, so you know back then so because we had never
0: kind of experienced this kind of music uh, in a way um before um you know would would, they, would you say that that for you guys was it do you feel that it was a thing that you had to do that you know we have to be
3: the guys pushing this Yeah, was Mm. it
0: was it uh, was it important for you guys to do that?
3: Yeah, yeah, it it was very. You see, we came at a. I mean, it's it's very important for us to recognize this. Like Shiva and I, when we when we were in the you know the Mark One lineup, right? When we were there. You see, yeah, at, at that time, uh, you see, the, what was very popular was a lot of uh, band competitions. And, yes, pub, you yes. know, it's all around. At that time, there was Hotline, I think Hotline Fun Pub, right? You guys may know that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: So so the, the the listeners would know our age by now. So, um, right, in, in, during those times, right, when we go to band competitions, we watch bands. It's all, even in World Trade Center, uh, bands were still paying, playing a lot of covers, Right, and and they measured their their success or their like their value through covers. Unlike, of course, both you guys are stalwarts in the scene as well. Right, uh, creating original music way before us, um, Kevin and Chris. So, the, the the whole point at that at that particular juncture for us was to create something that was outstanding. Because you see, coming from Asia, we felt in a global metal scene at that time without internet and all of that. We felt that we needed to stand out. We needed to shine because, if not, people are not going to notice us. That was something that we realized very early, you know, in our existence. So Shiva and I spoke about this at the time. Bala was there as well. So we said that hey, we need to be different. We cannot be the same. We don't. We, we refuse to play covers. Although in the early years, the first two years, we played color. Uh, we played covers so that we could strengthen our, you know, musicianship. Uh, but within a year we immediately started to write originals and we, we didn't care how it sounded, but we just wanted to get into the mode of writing originals. And we realized that our originals had, should not be something of, something like aping the bands that we liked. Like we grew up on Slayer, you know, Sepultura, Creator, Death. So we were very, we were very conscious that we didn't want to sound like them because that's what we saw on stage. Whenever we you went for shows, like you, you watch a local band and they they play original, it sounds like Metallica. Then we, we see a local band, it sounds like Pantera, you know, so that's, that was what we were seeing. So we felt that we didn't want to be the, that we wanted to be very original. So that kind of motivated us to do something very different. So when Shiva and I decided that, you know what, let's do this, let's do this. Uh, Different, differently so that and it's also uh, what I call uh, you know in business they call it right low barrier for entry or high barrier for entry yeah, right, yeah, they yeah. call it right <laughs> yeah. so if, if we were to dig into our cultural heritage the barrier for entry is high right no one could could tape us easily because it's it's something unique uniquely ours in that sense
1: So what what did you uh, what were the musical challenges that you faced in the early days? I mean, in terms of trying to come up with this uh, this kind of new genre. Uh,
3: two two challenges. First, we were not classically we are not classically trained in Indian Indian classical music. None of us Then uh, that's number one. Number two was um, uh, we are not very familiar with the Sanskrit language because we are we don't speak Sanskrit. We all we all speak Tamil or Malayalam, depending on you know. Uh, uh, who who who's in the band now. um so we so i had to uh some of us have to get used to that particular type of you know melodies the way that you know ragas as they were as they are called in indian classical music so that was something that we all learned. and the thing is that we learned by just listening self taught right because we i uh, think all of us grew up uh, at least two or more of us here grew up uh, listening to soundtrack music from Indian uh, movies, right? So that has already given us some flavor of how it sounds, melodies, etc. So mm. I know Devon likes Iliraja, uh Shiva <laughs> likes Raja too. We know we have to ask him. Uh, uh, like for me, I grew up because my father was also a musician. He was a musician in the local Tamil music circuit on TV. At the time it's called SBC Singapore Broadcasting Corporation. So I grew up listening to those music, those um, and the music that he was singing, the music that he was listening at home, apart from solid goal. Um, so these were all, you know, coming into the mix as you were defining our genre. So it's, some of them are very some of them were conscious. Some of them are unconscious, right? They're all coming into the mix as we created this genre. Was it, it difficult, I mean, like in, in the face of like what you said,
0: what was going on at the scene at the time, right? Where people already, you know, like I think one of the things that that, that the audience here, here is like, if they recognize something, chances are they'll, they'll more, be more uh, amenable to it or more receptive to it. So if you guys are coming at something that's totally unique, totally original, was it, was it difficult to sell that thing
3: out to... to the guys out there Uh, yeah yeah. i mean we thought that it'll be easier to sell but that you know back then when we did our first album we made tapes and we have sent out to all the zines i think you know Mm. that i don't know whether this that term exists today right zines (laughs) all the zines out and then uh, we played um, and then, of course, we we had support from Big O as well, um, locally and overseas. Um, it was people people did not respond initially, but then there was this label that was in Singapore that had very good connections across the causeway. In you know across the causeway, the metal scene was vibrant at that time, yeah. amazingly vibrant. Like like uh, I mean, you will not believe it. I think Chromox sold like what two hundred fifty thousand units just. Yeah. Yeah. And and Silk Canals, I think, sold 125,000 units. So that was a scene just across the causeway. So we got immediately signed on to a label just across the causeway and put out our our first album. I mean, that was like unbelievable for us. And, you know, having your album on CD and tape is like, you know, a dream come true for a band like us and then putting out a new journal. So that really um, made, that really showed us that our music was. Um, was uh, palatable, number one, acceptable, people liked it. So we we sold, on the first six months, we sold almost 30,000 units. Just wow. like that in, yeah, just like that in Malaysia. Fantastic. Yeah, and we were like shocked. And the next thing we know, someone from Romania wrote and licensed that recording in, for, in Romania, next thing happened. And then someone from the US licensed that recording. So it was like, so interesting for us that, it was uh, catching on, you know, and it immediately caught on it. Like people liked it, it, it became news, it went billboard and um, and ma- I think many of the magazines in that first year, the first year, which was 98, 99, it was really good for us. So we knew that it worked. So that at that time, uh, Shiva and I, we, we were saying that, you know what, this worked. Let's 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 stick to this, let's keep doing this. And that was actually, I remember this very clearly. I told myself if I'm if I'm not going to if this album is not gonna you know gonna kick off or it's not gonna be accepted, then let's just quit, you know. Don't, don't bother even doing this. Because you know, playing music is a struggle in Singapore, as you 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 all may already know. At that time, especially it was really a struggle. It could easily, you know, we could easily lose our spirit, lose the spirit of um, putting out music. So it was really very great motivator for us. It was really very encouraging when we saw the response coming from all parts of the globe at a, at a time where internet was just picking up. Uh, I, think, I think what's what's interesting and, and uh, I think people should know is also
0: um, you guys are actually one of a few bands that has consistently been putting out stuff through the years. Um, you know, the first album was in 98. I think the second one is just, uh, what, 2001? And then uh, 2003... And then of course you had this uh, the trilogy, uh, the Brahma Vidya trilogy uh, from 2005 to 2011. And then of course you know after that it's like you know RTA came out, uh, Kuru Setra, uh, uh came out, Enemy of Duality. And of course the most recent one was uh, 2019, which is invoking the gods. So that's it's it's a lot of output for for a band. Compared to some of the other bands here, which, I mean, we were just talking about this, like some bands here take take years to, or, or even a decade to put out one album and stuff like that. And let alone follow up with another one, you know, and, and yours, your, your output has been so consistent throughout the years. I would say like,
4: how do you guys do it basically? Yeah, um, we I think what, what, one of the things that we do, right, is um, we, 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 we tend to jam very regularly. You know, we try to do it at least once a week. And, um, yeah, and I I would say like, you know, I mean, ever since I joined the band, I mean, that's 12 years ago, 12 years ago. Mm. So, um, yeah, I mean, one one thing I did really enjoy was the fact that, you know, there's just always a lot of uh, like, you know, uh, like targets, you know, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll set goals. Like, okay, you know, we're going to release an album, you know, uh, uh, next year. So so we have like maybe a timeline of like one year to compose, record, release, you know, that sort of stuff. So I think um, since since the time I joined, and all, I, I think we've always tried to target at least you know one album every two years. Wow. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, we 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 try. I mean, not not that it always happens, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, at least at least one album every two years. So um, yeah, so I, I I think one one of the things that we do is uh, you know we, we jam very regularly and, and we always find that you know uh, the more we jam, uh, you know the ideas when it's fresh, uh, we need to record it soon because you know, if, we, if we delay too much. Then your, maybe your 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 style of writing and also would change, and mm. that could actually affect your you know your, your your album theme, your your approach to it. So yeah, so so we try to do it all you know, shot and stepy and then release. So mm. at least you know once the album is out, we can start focusing on like shows, uh, promotion, and you know those sort of things.
0: I mean, the, and I think one of the other things also which I, I I I must mention is the the scope, la. It's I mean. What all the stuff that you've produced, all those that I've listened to, um, has all been. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to find well, epic is It's the scope. I mean, to me, to me. Okay, musically, when you hear the thing, and and the ideas and the concepts also seem to be very very big, uh, big in scope. Was it difficult to to do? I mean, like, I mean, just just an example is is your uh, Brahma Vidya trilogy, right? You had uh, Primordial, Transcendental, and then Immortal after that. So. I mean, just the idea of putting out a thing like this is such a, in, in an overarching uh, thing. Is is like a bit, you know, you can't imagine anybody actually attempting that kind of thing and pulling it off.
1: Yeah, maybe I can add on to that, really, because to me, when I when I kind of come across these things, I, I I feel there's a very strong kind of progressive music kind of uh, concept, inspirations. So I'm just curious as to what. Were the musical uh, inspirations that drove you to kind of you know go into
4: this kind of epic storytelling in, in your music? So, 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 usually, you know, for, for each album, you know, usually, Cuddy, Cuddy would actually set with the uh, like the, the concept, you know, of what album is going to be like. But I would think that, um, you know, like, um, like the, the album Rita, I think that's that's probably the, the, the first uh, what, uh, conceptual album. Um, uh, Cuddy, would you agree that would be the first? Uh, concept album that we did, where the whole awesome. album was on the same theme. Yeah, I think not, not,
3: not exactly. But you are right in the sense that Ruther was only had one, one particular textual theme, uh, narrative. Uh, the narrative, textual narrative. Yeah, Ritter was the first one, as what we not have mentioned. While the other, the past three albums, Brahmavidya, concept albums, were all thematic. But Ritter was very, much, very different from all the other albums. I mean you, you know, you can share more yeah, about it, how we wrote, how we sat in your bedroom and it came up. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
4: So, 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 so Ritter was, was a very interesting one. Like, I mean, as, as you know, opposed to all the, the previous albums and all, right? Usually, Kari will, will give us the, like, like, um, maybe the theme or, or what, what the song is going to be about. And then based on that, we'll just write the song and then people write the lyrics over it. Whereas for Ritter it was a bit different. Rita, um, I remember even for me, right? Um, the, the, the whole thing was about Ramayana, the whole epic, you know. And uh, I, I actually bought a book to, to actually read. Really it was was a very thick book, and, uh, and I think I spent like one or two months reading it. So I had an idea of what it was. So, so it was interesting because that was that was my first time, you know, reading the whole Ramayana story and uh, the whole epic story. And uh, I knew what what it was about. So you know, um, I remember we used to meet up in my bedroom, uh, and then, at that point in time was um, it uh, was, was actually just three of us, actually. So, um, Karim, Shiva, and myself. Uh, right after they would laugh, actually, that period of time. So, it was interesting because, you know, like, um, Kadi will always, you know, like, like you know, you'll go through the tanks and then you're like, tell, okay, you know, um, I want something with this emotion. What can we come up with? And then, you know, then she, she'll play her drums on, on, on the iPad. Um, and then I'll just write something, you know, like uh, something that sounds sad or happy or, you know, whatever. So yeah, so so that, that whole um, album writing section was was very interesting because um, I think that's the first time we actually sat down. Uh, instead of just writing music, we actually went through all the things. Uh, you know, like maybe maybe uh, what story we gonna write at a point in time, um, what emotion was there? Was it uh, was was she uh, uh, the sitter? Was was, was she uh, sad? Was she angry? And then we wrote you know the riff based on that. So if you listen to Rita, um, you can—I mean, I, I mean—personally, I feel like there's a lot of emotions happening. You know, on each song, you know, you know you'll start a song maybe uh, sad, and then becomes angry, then maybe towards the end becomes happy. So I find that that was a very interesting um, album that we did actually. Yeah, no. I, I, actually, actually what, what was interesting was, um, I think it was not very well received. I'm not so sure whether, whether was it was because it was very long. I mean, all the songs were actually very long. It's probably uh, the album that we had the longest songs, you know. Some were going up to like, what, maybe eight, ten minutes, maybe.
0: Wow. Okay.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And then also, I think probably it was probably not the most aggressive album that we released. You know, right. like, like all, right. all albums are usually, you know, it's like, uh, it's truly metal. So this this was, you know, I think we had a, a lot of balance with, you know, um, like metal, heavy, aggressive metal and a lot of like maybe you know like a bit of balance and like slow, mm. rock, rockish kind of parts and all this thing. Yeah. But I, I would say that, you know, um, maybe the older fans, maybe, 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 you know, it's not very well received, but we actually gained a lot of new fans actually for that right. album. Yeah. Maybe some people were not really into metal, but they appreciated this better. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That sounds interesting, man. Yeah, I mean, speaking of people who are appreciating music, I mean, let's talk a bit about like uh, performances and and fans and stuff. Um, you know, the the one of the reasons why I I wanted to get you on 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 this uh, podcast was I was talking to this guy um, who claims to be like a lifelong fan. Uh. he's been buying every single thing that you guys have put out.
1: I mean, fan service, fan service, yeah,
0: fan service, yeah. <laughs> But uh, you know, it, it, it seems to be like it seems to be like you guys, you, your 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 fans are really loyal to you. I mean, I, I just want to find out, so like like between fans here in Singapore uh, as well as fans overseas. Like what what is what has it been like? I mean, like maybe you can talk a bit about like you know when you
3: go overseas and do shows over there, what's the experience like? Right, we just came back from a show overseas last uh, last Saturday. We we played a festival in um, South India, Kerala. Wow. Um, and yeah and it was a, a great show because we i think this is the first time we are playing in that particular state uh in mm. ever we have played in other states uh so it was very interesting to meet fans now one big difference is like when we when we were there people traveled like 200 kilometers some flew from different states to watch us and uh that was really uh, very big for us to meet them, say hi to them, and we we usually would want to spend time with our supporters and friends and fans after the show. We would not want to go backstage and just you know vanish. So mm-hmm. we 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 we, were in, we went backstage, and the next thing you know, these guys barged into our backstage uh, room, and then we were like, there we were overwhelmed because we couldn't pack our instruments. But it was really great because they met, took photos, chatted and asking, you know, it's nice when someone tells you, hey, why didn't you play this song? Could you play this song? You know, that was, (laughs) and that goes back, like we have not played that song Mm. in ages. So it's very nice when we meet fans, Um, it's a great way to connect with them at a level. I I think it's like, you know, a humanity that we we recognize when we meet, you know, people from different parts of the world, that's very nice. In Singapore, um, we we have also a very I think a very loyal hardcore diehard um, fan base as well, um, and I I would not say that it's a big difference. I'm not sure. I would love to hear from my bandmates as well. Uh, but for me, I've not seen a very big difference because in Singapore, you can take a, you know a train to any venue. Uh, mm-hmm. But unlike in out, outside Singapore, people would have to travel hundreds of miles, or you know, yeah, many yeah. miles, uh, yeah. yeah, to to watch sure, a show. Sure. Yeah, so it's very interesting. Like uh, once we were we were uh, we played a show in New York, and then someone you know drove from an island nearby, and uh, he spent like almost half a day on the road just to come and watch us. Wow! And that was very very touching, you know, to to meet someone who said you know I traveled all the way here, you know, many hours just to catch you guys because you know you don't you guys don't too much in that sense. So this is a kind of, you know, very high points among many others. I would, maybe uh, Devon, Vinod and Shiva can share as well. Yeah.
5: I mean, uh, maybe I'll just talk in the context of, uh, you know, our guys here in Singapore. Hmm. I believe a lot of them will actually travel to to see a band that they actually like. But um, I mean, when we look at a local context, we are basically friends of friends with many of the guys here and many of the fans as well. So, um, Singapore is a very busy place, uh, every one of us has got so much things to attend to uh, and and sometimes you notice overseas, you no, know, there's pretty much work and family and that's about it. So, whenever an opportunity comes up to watch a band, you know, that they really like, I think they really make an effort to head down and watch the band and support the band. I mean, I, I think that that's my, you know, in my
4: opinion. Yeah, like like what David said, you know, like uh, in Singapore, you know, um, I guess it's a very small country, so you know, you 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 bound to meet or bump to someone whether you're traveling on, uh, you know, on public transport or in you know, a shopping mall. Um, you go for gigs, you, you tend to see you know sometimes similar faces as well. But uh, I would say probably the last few years, uh, I mean, we do see new faces, you know, appearing and all. But I guess it's just the fact that you know, probably it's a very small country, so you know, um, maybe. You know the, the reaction and all yeah, it's a bit different, but when we go overseas, it's different because you know like those guys that have never seen you before. I mean, they probably heard of you uh, on Spotify, and you know they've never physically seen you. So I think that that reaction, that approach is different because like you know like uh, like what can I say? The most recent Kerala, uh, you know like like some of the guys you know uh, came came backstage. You know all of them were rushing to take photos, uh, you know autograph. Uh, you know I, th- I think one or two guys were like were, were like in tears because they said it well, you know. I, I've never seen you before. Wow! <laughs> you know, I've always heard you heard the music. So, so all these. I mean, I mean, I, I I guess these are all the things that also you know like like kind of uh, uh, you know keep us going because you know I mean we, we are definitely moved by it. Uh, but I would say you know always say, you know people that we rarely see we hardly see. Um, I would say that you know those reactions are very different from what we can say about I mean,
0: I'm going to put you guys on the spot then. Um, what would you say is the weirdest thing a fan has done uh, for you guys or asked of you guys? Yeah, I,
5: I have <laughs> <clears throat> something to add for well, uh, you know, know I mean, are you okay if I were to talk about this? Or maybe you should.
3: Uh, go ahead lah. <laughs> <David>, don't even <laughs> ask la.
5: <laughs> So So, we were in uh, Canada and we were in this place called Kamloops. <clears throat> so, after we performed, you know, this uh, pretty looking girl uh, came up to Mr. Winot and she flashed him, herself at him and asked him to uh, probably to sign as well, right? If I'm not wrong. No, no, no. no, no just flash. And, and okay, so that's that's one extreme. And then myself and Shiva, uh, you know, there's this guy who came up to us, took out a bag of uh, white powder, I, I believe it's cocaine, and said, would you guys like to have some?
0: Oh, really?
5: Wow. Okay. Yes, yes. okay. And, and did you? <laughs> oh, <that's fine. laughs> no, no, we don't abuse any kind of substances. You know, so. <laughs> yes, yes, okay. We get it. We right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we, it was a bit of a like
4: culture shock as well, you know, because yeah. like um, you know, I mean, I mean, we've traveled to different countries and all Usually, it's like we go there, we meet the fans, you know, we have meals and those sort of stuff. Mm. But those guys, the way they did cocaine, it's like you know, it's like uh, guys you want a bottle of water, you know? Oh, you know,
1: right,
4: they, right, yeah. it was just so normal?
1: Yeah, like, it's a wow. different culture down there.
3: Yeah. Wow. Well, okay. So maybe maybe it's time to ask, you know, you know, how did it feel like when someone flashed, you know? Uh, yeah, maybe you can talk about it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: okay.
4: I mean, we we don't need to spend like fifteen minutes talking this.
0: No, Twenty minutes would be fine. Twenty minutes no. is
4: okay. okay, <laughs> it's okay, okay. okay. Right. No, no, okay. It was quite funny actually because um, I mean, I mean, I think like, this was like right after we we, we played our set. Oh. So you know, like like me, I mean us and um, I, I think a couple of other bands, you know, and the crowd and everything, you know, we went um out of out of the building actually. We just went outdoor, you know. So everyone was just you know, just chilling and chatting and all. Uh, I had my digital camera with me. So I was just holding it, and then she approached. You know, she asked me, oh, oh, is that a camera? Uh, why don't I take a photo of me? So when I was just about to take a photo, right, then she flashed. <laughs>
0: and that has never been deleted yeah. from your camera since.
2: That's, like... uh, that, that's the only thing that's never
0: been deleted. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Actually, uh, that, that, that is his version, you know. Oh, okay. But we don't know actually what happened. We don't know, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. So up, to now, me, yeah, so up to now, me and David, and we're still wondering, you know, what exactly happened? You know, know. I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday.
4: <laughs> no, but, but I, I, I can tell you, you know, uh, after all these years, my 11 years, mm. Shiva is feeling very sore body, you know,
2: because it didn't <laughs> happen to him. In <laughs> okay, talking of A, hey, Talking about Saul, uh, you must also mention about this Kadi bro. All the playgirls all go, go after him. Yes.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, He's uh, very, but...
2: very silent about it, you know. Yeah, yeah maybe uh,
4: Shiva, could you care to
2: elaborate? No, I think, um, I think this one we take it offline. <laughs>
3: offline
2: <huh>? Yes, <laughs> yes Shiva, before you have to change
3: your LinkedIn profile, you know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. I have a, a bit of a philosophical question. Uh, based on observations uh, I've had regarding Singapore bands who who managed to, you know, build a fan base overseas, play overseas. Usually I notice this kind of extreme music, right? A lot of metal, the hardcore guys and so forth managed to do Why do you think that is the case? Yeah,
3: actually, I, I've, uh, interestingly, Kevin, I've had that same observation, to be honest. We realized that more battle bands tend to be, you know, from Singapore tend to get out and uh God and build uh, grow their uh, fan base. I actually, I really don't know why and and I'm not sure is it because metal heads are constantly looking out for new form of music. So it, it's like like I always noticed this like as a pop music fan, I have very specific artists that I follow. But as a metal fan, I follow the genre, not an artist per se. That means that I'm mm-hmm. like we, we look for bands in a particular genre as opposed to being loyal or being wanting to follow a particular artist. Like if you ask me, if I say if, I, I, I would not say I'm a pop music fan, mm. right. I would say I'm a fan of Michael Jackson, I'm a fan of uh, Katy Perry right, or whatever, right. right. But in metal we would say I'm a metal hit, right? I would say I'm a metal hit. so that means I listen to metal. And then we could then, you know, list a long list of bands that we listen to. So I'm not sure if that allowed uh, metalheads across the globe to want to look out for, you know, different types of, uh, rather different bands in the same genre. I'm not sure. Maybe more research has to be done.
1: I think my own personal kind of conclusion is because i watched quite a few uh, these documentaries about metal, right? And it always seems to be to me that uh, uh, metalheads, right? Even though uh, people kind of... They're cliches, they're stereotypical, and people kind of look down on them a lot, right? But actually have a lot of these very kind of positive traits. Like you say, they look out for new things, but they're very loyal also. And they they have no real prejudice, right, within their own kind of circles, you know? And also, I believe that the Singaporean metal bands, the ones who really do well, are the most resourceful, most committed, and they are really kind of very deep in the DIY uh, spirit anyway, yeah. that's the only way to survive in Singapore. So I think that helped them a lot when they kind of go out. yeah,
3: yeah. I, I must I must admit. Uh, yeah, some of those attributes uh, I think um, are part of uh, I think local metalheads because I think you you nailed it, like Kevin. We are still we still have the DIY spirit. And we, I mean, even in Rudra right now, we are still DIY very much because we feel that if we have better control over artistic expression and also artistic product, you know, output in that sense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean,
0: it, in terms of that, then, like you know, um, for yourself, since since you're talking about DIY and putting things together, I mean, it's been it's been more than two years since uh, invoking the gods. So your KPI target for having an album out every two years is is gone already. But is
3: there, what, what is, there, is there any new music in the making? Oh well, there
1: was
0: a, this thing called a pandemic. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, we were not able to put out uh, because of the pandemic. So we could not meet, right, for a few months mm. during the lockdown as well. And then we also yeah. had a lineup change uh, recently because David returned to the fold, yes. returned to the family rather. So that also allowed us to uh, revisit some of the songs that we wrote after the pandemic. So we we went full on to finish the album. Uh, just when the pandemic were, were the rules were kind of uh, relaxed, we mm. had the show at at Esplenay, uh, mm. last year, mm. and then right after the show, we went back to the studio and we wrote the album. Actually, it's pretty it's a quite a record for us because we started writing in January. Wow! And then now in December, we are in next month we're going to put out the finished you know album. Yeah and 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 one of the and one of the reasons is because i want to acknowledge because of um we have our own strengths within the band like vinod is our the person behind the engineering recording and and taking care of all of that it's like amazing the work that he does um uh, in this area so the whole album was primarily you know his he's his effort to record, to because we have our own studio, we record it in our own studio. Right. So we have set up our own studio for ourselves, so that we are not dependent on others. We are very independent, mm. and Vinod's skills and uh, his expertise have have helped us since uh, uh, since the actually. Wow! So for last ten years, we have been doing this. A lot of uh, a lot of the engineering, in fact, ninety percent is from Vinod, and of course, David has also helped. Chipped in uh, to assist, you uh, know. So we are very DIY in that sense. So it allows us then to turn around very quickly, right? You want to record something? Like we all have our recording systems at home. Uh, if I need to, I go to the studio, or else I record it from home. So it helps us to get things done very fast. Wow. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so can we can we get a sneak peek as to like
0: what what this new one is going to be about? This is when Vinod will tell David to share.
5: <laughs> Over oh, to David. <laughs> okay anyway um well this this album is about uh theme is about you know this unique women eight uh, different uh, women characters from the ancient uh, texts okay. uh you know that that uh you know Kati has so diligently read up and and you know brought brought to life in terms of lyrics and 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 all of us have you know mm-hmm. i think come up with a very very nice uh, music you know really extreme Extreme stuff, but uh, with lots of emotions. So it's going to be a very nice album. We're all looking forward to you know getting it out there. And and
0: are you guys uh, also going to be like hitting the road to 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 push this album as well? Will you be doing more gigs here or overseas? We
5: we, we hope to have uh, more shows, but I <clears throat> but I think uh, we will uh, pick and choose you know which which shows we're going to you know do overseas especially. Uh, locally, we hope to have an album launch, you know, one to, to launch the album. And the the other the other thing is to celebrate our you know, 30th anniversary. Mm. Uh, these are all in the pipeline. So yep, we hope to have that show sometime early next year. Oh, one okay. wow. Then uh, overseas shows, you know, whichever that comes along the way, we, we hope to, you know. I don't think we'll be doing so many shows uh, uh, on a tour or something like, but more of a festival or a key show here and there.
0: So this will be like your 30th anniversary it will be a high key year for you guys so what would you say maybe you guys can individually answer this one what would you guys say is the best thing or the worst thing about being in rudra
5: okay let me let me this is david i'll go ahead first i mean uh, i think it's good that i comment because i left for a decade and i came back so you know uh, the good thing about being in rudra first and foremost is the music because i i believe all of us in the band we really enjoy this style of music <clears throat> having left the band for ten years and then coming back in, you know, there's one thing that I really miss about you know being in the band for the ten years was the dedication and the goals. You know, achieving all the goals that we set—that's something that you know uh, I think being in Rudra, you know, we were lucky that we, you know, as a band, we achieve our goals collectively. You know, we don't forsake our goals. Is it so? <clears throat> that's that's one of the best
0: things. Is there worst thing?
5: Worst thing. Uh, <laughs> I think we we are, you know, so used to each other's quirks right now, we just used to it, you know, so uh, okay. n- nothing, nothing seems, you know, so bad. Now, I think the band also, we, we focus on being positive, mm. we, we don't look at the negatives, because there's no need for that, there's no point.
4: Our positives matter, so we focus on that instead. Okay, okay. What about the rest of you guys? We're not, we're not here. I think for me, it's like, you know, I, I mean, when I grew up, and you know, all I mean, music always meant so much to me. Um, I grew up always wanting to be in a band, and I, I, I didn't play in other bands before Rudra, all you know, thing. but when I came to Rudra, Rudra was different. Uh, I mean, it was already a legendary band when I, when I joined. So, I mean, the positive thing is, uh, you know, is the fact that everyone is, is, is highly committed, you know. There's no one person who is like, you know, just doing it for the sake of doing it. Everyone is uh, putting 100% or 101% into it. So it feels it feels good that you know, like whatever effort you're, you're putting in, it, it's all you know, put in you know, in good use actually, you know, and we're delivering and, and we're seeing results. And that's, that's definitely the 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 product, the best thing I would say in the, the band. Hmm. Uh, if there needs to be something, the bad thing, I, I guess, uh, re- remembering all the songs. Sometimes they in the studio, maybe Shiva, uh, you know, they say, let's yeah, play hey, the song, and I can't remember any you. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Shiva, over to you.
4: Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: Okay, I was actually waiting
2: for this. One. <laughs> Thirty years lah, thirty years. I think me and Kadi, um, okay, we have reached a certain age. You know whereby I don't want to sound like an old person la, but you are, bro. I, I am, I am, I know. But um, I think it's the acceptance. You know, whatever that comes, you know, just accept it, and then how we actually manage it. You know, I mean, I'm not actually complaining la, but it's just that you know, I think. Our these priorities change, you know, because mm. as we as we grow older, as we actually mature, I don't want to say as we age, as we mature, you know, I think our priorities change. So I think we can accept, you know, our acceptance are there, you know, so we can accept a lot of things. You know, it's not like what we used to be, you know, when we actually much younger, we only want to play a certain way, you know, if it's bus speed, must be fast, must be slow, this and that. I think now we are very much open. You know and then also I think we are blessed with two very good guitarists lah, I should say really I mean Devon and Vinod. I think I think uh Gatti should uh, agree like you know um I, I don't want to say lah, but I think probably this is our best line out. <laughs> Gati's very favorite line. Okay so I I don't know I, I I I find that you know um you know when you come to that stage you know you are actually accepting everything and then we also know that whatever it is it's all happening for a good you know. So I think with that in mind, nothing can actually, you know, come across, you know, as bad as what you know uh, this, you know, even say we actually focus on the positives. Actually not really it's just that everything is positive. Even if it's negative, you know, we make sure there is something that is positive there.
0: Right. Okay.
2: Yeah. Um worst thing I don't know. I mean over these years we have learned a lot. Of course when we first started the band, I think uh, one of the one of the questions that you actually put forward to was um, what are the challenges faced? I still wanted to say this. La, I think for me and this Kadi. Um, when we first started the band, you must understand la, <clears throat> this type of music la, was predominantly played by Malays who are actually playing this music. I know. Okay. Lesser of, you know, I mean, of the Chinese and Indians. La. Right. So I think for us, we were one of the first, you know, like, like Indians, you know, to play this kind of extreme, you know, extreme metal music. And I think there were instances, you know, where we were playing at um, this World Trade Center amphitheater. Okay, um, I think we were actually made fun of, I like, You know, they were saying like like this that You know, but then you see, uh, again, uh, we took the so-called positive out of it. You know, that's where you saw, uh, Kadi. Okay, he spoke back, like, you know. ah. He spoke back. I think, I think since then, uh, we know how to handle crowd, you know. I think Kadi, I should say, he can handle anyone. On, you know, off stage, on stage, he can handle. So, if anyone were to say that, you know, we play certain kind which they can't accept or what, he knows how to be, but, but he will actually say it in a very nice way. Mm. So, I think we are also actually learning from him. Uh, but then again, I think me, you know, and David, I think we got a long way to go, like, you know, we can't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, yeah, so this is, you know, something, you know, of course, at that point in time, you know, I wanted to go and wreck the fellow, you know. Uh. But now, if this thing were to happen, uh, I think uh, yeah, it's okay, uh, you know. I mean, for us, we have got like a CA, like, you know, 30 years ready, whatever you want to say, you say, like, go ahead. Like, you know, like
3: that. That's true. That's true.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I think
3: that's, that's, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Shiva. Wow. I already know I'm, my heart rate has increased. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I <like> think so. <laughs> so for me, um, the the best part of um of Rudra is that no matter what happens, we happen to be, we always, be a democratic band, in the sense that that is as much as um, Shiva and I have been here since day one. Um, but it has never been uh, about us. It's just it's never been about uh, Shiva and myself. I hope uh, David and Vinod feel the same way. Um, that we we feel that in, in the the democratic way that we are is that everyone gets to contribute. No one is no one is uh and, you know, Shiva and myself, everyone contributes. We, we don't we don't measure who gives more, we don't see who gives less. Uh we don't look for that. We allow, we create, we have created a space where everyone can contribute and everyone is part of the band. So that is something I think is a it's a very positive thing that I enjoy. I think I enjoy the fact that all of us can can feel have a very strong sense of belonging towards the band. That's number one. So we can we would never say that you know what every song has written by me or Shiva or even, you know, everyone contributes. We're not looking for who contributes, but we're looking for contribution. So that contribution is accepted, welcomed, very open. Everyone can do that. Right. That's the that's the positive. And the 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 other side is that the biggest, uh, the negative, uh, I would say, the worst thing is that we always struggle having to choose songs to play in a show, this, because we have we have such we have so many songs and we like songs we 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 all individually like certain songs um and then you know playing a one hour set or a one and a half hour set would mean that we would have to choose 12 or 15 songs and and that would mean that uh, we have to we have to decide you know like it's like it's like asking you know which of your uh children is your favorite right it's so difficult to answer that question right because we like so many songs, we like all the songs, but it's very difficult for us to pick and choose songs. And the more albums we write, it's becoming more difficult. So we even had a conversation around that, like, you know, the, the more and more albums we put out, we are actually creating a bigger problem for ourselves, which is we have to play new songs, and then we have to let go of the older songs that the crowd may like uh, right, so that right. has become a challenge for us like in the last uh, like show in kerala mm. like we could not play some of the songs that the, the, some of these guys were uh, shouting out the titles of the song and some guys were singing the lyrics wow. of the song in the crowd so but we can't play because we don't have uh, that much time to uh. you know to put out uh, yeah to put a, to have a set list that can cover many songs maybe 20 over songs that will probably satisfy us why, why don't you, because it's 30 years, right? You know, you guys just do one song each,
0: one song per year and then have like a mega a mega gig kind of thing.
3: Yeah, but we got something, we got lots of things planned actually for the <laughs> next uh, two years. Next two years, we've got some plans as well. And um, yep, and one of it could possibly be related to what you just suggested, Chris. Oh,
0: really? Okay.
3: Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll be watching out for that. <laughs> but
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, I just want to thank you guys uh, for for taking time out to... To come on come on the pod like, i mean i know you guys are very busy and you've been going through a lot over the last couple of weeks or so so you know thanks so much guys really uh for taking time out to to, to sit and chat with us today man yeah thank you very very inspiring chat. i think i think a lot of listeners i mean if you guys uh, want to go check out the band they've got all their stuff out online you can go and get their albums at, on the website right on your rudra.sg website you guys can can go and buy the albums from there listen to everything everything is there yeah yeah uh and also um you know the the concert that they were mentioning uh last year um it, it's out on dvd is that right
5: yep it's out on
0: dvd oh okay yeah okay nice uh <laughs> devon is showing a, a sealed copy of the dvd uh um you can go and buy it from him if, if you want <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that one, that that's a that's a full thing. The full it's the full gig, right? And uh, and uh, you can get the I mean, for those guys who missed it, you can go and re-experience it all over again if you want to. Yeah. Again, so how how do people how I need to ask you how how do people find you? Um, Are you on the socials and on the interwebs and stuff
3: like that? We're on all socials. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on um, Facebook. We've got a website, yeah. Just follow us on any of these handles. Uh, and the handle is uh, what? At Rudra? No idea, man. I got to go in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess is Google search. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Correct. Ru- <laughs> official Rudra or Rudra pen, you
1: know. Nowadays, shouldn't be too difficult to find stuff, lah, uh, Google and stuff like that. Yeah, that's just true. Just, that's true. For, just for search for Rudra, you definitely find you guys straight away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: so anyway, thank thanks a lot, guys, for, for coming on. Thank you. Thank you so much for for taking time out. And Thank you for sharing your stories, man. You you're saying what the the album comes out uh, December twenty second.
3: Just before. yeah, twenty okay. second. Yeah.
1: So any any okay. Christmas songs on the album?
3: No, <laughs> no, la, no Christmas song la. Close to Christmas because it was chosen because of the 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 recording label. It's a it's a, it's a, it's a Chinese recorded uh, recording oh, label. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. We're on a uh, on a Chinese label called Awakening Records. Very very uh, prolific. Um, guys, amazing. Uh, we've been like in awe working with these guys. What a, what a label, man. Yeah. So I met, I met, I met them when I was in the, on a business trip. So we got, you know, had a friendship and these guys put out all our reissues. They've been putting out all oh, our past albums really? recently. Okay, yeah. cool. Yep.
0: And, and, uh, what's the, oh, I think I forgot to ask this earlier, but what's the title of the album?
3: Uh, it's called Eight Mahabidyas. That's Mahathir, the yes.
0: Name. Okay, yes, that's right. Okay, thanks Thanks a lot, guys. We don't want to take up too much of your time. Thank you. So thanks so much. Yep. Thanks, Chris. Uh, for, for, thanks, thanks, Kevin,
3: for allowing us to do this. Have a yeah, okay, we can. Chris, Chris, we meet for copy. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, free, yeah.
0: definitely. Definitely let's next week, next week, next week.
3: <laughs> yeah, next week. Okay. Let's do that. Okay,
1: mm-hmm. man. Yeah, well, 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 another amazing, exciting episode of, yeah, man. City rock and you know for me personally uh it's really very inspiring to to talk to them i mean you know i mean so really yeah. props to them It made us proud to be part of the singapore <laughs> music this which which is not often the case <laughs> but yes definitely you know and you can point to the yeah say, singapore yeah, see, yeah this guy this guy this yeah made in right? singapore. singapore singapore music singapore music yeah me in singapore, yeah yeah see,
0: yeah i mean i mean yeah their story is quite inspiring you know again all things considered right like what what they came from what, what they had to go through and all that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so it, it, it's good it's good to have these kind of things i think if nothing else hopefully people can be inspired by them i mean not necessarily you have to be a musician to be inspired by them but the fact that you know they, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they persisted in doing all these things 30 years is a long time like you said our shelf life here is yeah, five yeah. years so 30 years 30 exactly. years is very very uh... kudos
1: kudos yeah definitely definitely very,
0: yeah. very inspiring yeah so if you guys uh, you know like like this episode and you want to know more about Rudra you can go and search for them on the uh, online uh, if you like it yeah if you know people who like this kind of music and like the kind of stuff they do, share, share, share this episode with them. Um, I'm sure that I'm sure that they'll be they'll they want to hear more about this kind of thing. Um yeah, and don't forget to subscribe to Lion City Rock so that you won't miss another episode that comes out. Which comes out once a week, so actually <laughs> as long as yep. you go yep. onto yep. all yep. the different platforms, you'll find us there. Okay, lah anyway, thank, thanks so much for tuning in, listening in, and uh, we'll see you around next time, man. Yep. yep. Cheers.
1: Aloha.